is this? Ah, the French. For what reason? What is the charge? Eating a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I'm here, Papa! Yippee-ki-yay, Mr. Falcon. First listen to the animal man, the Snoopy Snoopy poop dog. My wife hated me being a firefighter. We were divorced nine months later. If you don't mind my saying, I don't like your attitude one bit. Inspired. Six times I've now ruined my whiskey. I'm under arrest. I'm under what? I just want to do whatever serves the corporation best. Good night, Mr. Wanton. Good night. Gentlemen, this is Democracy Manifest. Recording from what was once a functioning Ferris wheel in 110-degree heat. Up to our knees in water. Up to our knees in... Okay, well, I'm, I'll apologize for that publicly later. This is World Champion Podcast, the podcast where you never know what you're about to hear. I am Brighton, SLC, officially. And I am Sean Black, unofficially. We are two gentlemen who signed a bad contract with the Smogville World's Fair, forced to sit in this death trap and record... The world champion of podcasts. We do so by discussing the few things we truly understand. Fringe and forgotten pop culture. Pop and popular pop culture. And other mysteries of the universe. How's it going? Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. Did you you feel that? The whole whole cart seemed to to move. The whole Ferris wheel seemed to shake. Yeah, I saw that the tarot card reader said it was going to be windy today. Wow, that was Um, was a a big kind of shake. It's shaking. And I apologize, I was so excited. That we landed that washer and dryer Z- in, on Smog's list. Dryers. Dryers. Uh, yeah, exactly. Two broken um, dryers. Two bro- well, yeah, I didn't know they were broken when I bought them. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, we dragged them up here to our Ferris wheel cart. The Ferris wheel has some kind of malfunction. It hasn't spun in over a month. Weeks. Weeks. We failed inspections. We've been written up multiple times by Mr. Pumpernickel. For talking about Michael Jackson and Star Wars, which apparently is not fringe and forgotten. Well, I don't know. This town's a little backwards. What do I know what we're listening to? Right. Um, We're out of touch at this point. Yeah. Now, so we got this washing machine up, and I realized we don't have any sort of hookup. So I bought a length of hose from a peddler, Mm. and I tried to siphon it out of the shark tank at the abandoned aquarium. So I was going to apparently wash my clothes in shark water, but just flooded all over the damn place. And I thought the salt would be good for the clothes, but I'm like, it's been hard to sleep because we sleep toe to nose against uh, next to each other. And now it's so we have to kind of sleep against the hot walls, the hot iron walls. I figured. Up to our knees in water. Laundry detergent. It's sort of powdery. Right. Salt, powdery. Mm. I figured it was, what's the difference? I thought it was just Powder's powder, man. I thought it was just the grit of it that was going to make all the difference, but apparently not. Frankly, I've I've had it up to here, and literally up to here, because it's flooded with water. Mm -hmm. I want to get out of this Ferris wheel. I know contractually we still owe Mr. Pumpernickel like four or five episodes on this season, but... And physically, there's that, the lock on the the car door, but I mean... Yeah, I'm feeling the same thing. I'm I'm fed up. Well, you know, with not being fed, <laughs> yeah, I'm seriously. starving up here. I'm sick of Smogville. I'm sick of all this shit. And I apologize to our listeners who enjoy our program. It's not your fault. Mm-hmm. If you thought somehow it was your fault, it's not. <laughs> yeah. This is like the child when the parents are divorcing and they have to sit, sit the child down and go like, "We, we yeah. both love you very much. It's not your fault. We're divorcing." But in this case, it is. It's the fault of of the Smogville World's Fair. I'm just gonna say it. Yeah. I don't care. No, I've had, we've, sent, we've sent Tugboat out, our logo and mascot, who is a real dog. We've sent him out to try and find a lockpick. Right. Hopefully he'll come back and somehow get us out of here. i got um, a lot of faith. And if they hold us that contract thing, you know how some bands, like, they'll just release a B-Sides album to get out of a contract? Maybe, right. Maybe we can do that. 
B-sides podcasts. Po- some B-side okay. podcasts. I don't good know. Good thinking. Anyway, though, hey, I'm in a good mood. How you doing? Yeah, I'm, 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 I'm kind of used to the situation now that we've kind of vented a bit. Yeah, aside from all that, I'm excited for another fine winning episode. All right, let's get right to it. Yeah, this is going to be the classic buffet-style episode of yore. So we're covering a lot of ground, and we're going to start with our best-selling segment, Oil Boys. So you're the man that the world. You fool the world long enough. Get ready. Come on, you want a piece of me? Come and get me. This is the segment where we discuss the happenings in the world of professional wrestling, sports entertainment. And it's been a busy year. We talked about WrestleMania a bit. We talked about the, uh, the what was it called? The match in the haunted house. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what it was called. That was a good, whatever the what hell was it called? The House of Horrors match. House of Horrors match. Yeah. But now we've seen a match at the most recent SmackDown pay-per-view. Yeah, we're uh, not, not going to talk about Extreme Rules, which happened a few weeks ago. Cause... Right, we're, we're talking about, well, that's Raw. Yeah. Extreme Rules. Yeah. But the most uh, recent SmackDown backlash and specifically one match that maybe is in the, the front running for the match of the year, even though we're early in the year. Yeah. And that is the Brizango versus Usos tag team match. I believe it is. Shouldn't it be Brizango? Brizango. So, okay, so Brizango is a tag team of Tyler Breeze, who is a, a supermodel, a male supermodel. He's very much like Zoolander. Very, yes. And then Fandango, who's a dance, who like, does he just dances, tango right? dancing. <laughs> But his gimmick when he first came in is they'd announce him as Fandango, and he'd grab the mic and say, say it right, it's Fandango. Oh, so it might be... And then if they, wouldn't, if they couldn't say Fandango, he'd storm out of the ring. So I think it should be Brizango. Well, I mean, technically, but I, I think they call them Brizango. Well, that's... Just cool. like the Fandango. Yeah. It's, it's still, he's still being wronged, even in a tag team format. Yeah. So there are these two beautiful men who are now the fashion police... And their little gimmick is like Law and Order, so it, it it's called the Fashion Files, and they dress up. They look basically like stripper, pol- like how strippers will dress up as police officers. Yeah, but they give out uh, tickets for for bad fashion. Yeah, and <laughs> and, I, and they do these little vignettes that are backstage vignettes that are yeah. just like Law and Order. And and more most recently, Tyler Breeze, the Zoo, the Zoolander guy, has become the master of disguise. He's an undercover cop. <laughs> He's an undercover member of the fashion police. Right. There's a recent episode where they took over. They were in their police office and had a crazy board set up and everything. Mm-hmm. And then it turned out it was General Manager Shane McMahon's office. Yeah. And then the whole rest of the episode, they all the fashion police stuff was in there. Oh, it was so good. Uh, and the, and yeah. the Usos are, are uh, they're, how would you describe their gimmick? They were two um, happy Samoans. Who would, like, dance. Who'd, like, they'd come out and they had face paint. They'd do the haka. They'd wear traditional island clothing. Right. Or at least they what? looked fun-loving. They'd high-five. They'd, they'd stand on each other's shoulders. Then, literally overnight, they turned into gangsters. Yeah, they look like gang members now. Yeah, like they wear, you know, like gang like, members with baggy shorts and bandanas. Well, they do kind of do the khaki, the khaki pants, and they have, they'll wear, like, red or blue to kind yeah. of look like Crips or Bloods. Bandanas on their head. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're, and they're, they're real mean. All of a sudden, and they are mean. Oh, mean. and they wear, they wear grills. They'll wear, oh, like, yeah. the, the bling grill teeth. Yeah. I've never sounded like more like an old man. Just I know, then. yeah. <laughs> they wear those. They wear the bling bling, I think your kids call it. The bling teeth. But yeah, so they're basically just mean gang members. They've been yeah. jumped into some sort of... But the gang is just the two of them. It's just the two of them. And it, it literally happened from one day to the next, where suddenly they came out, and instead of high-fiving, they like scowled at the fans. 
you know what just occurred to me? I was going to say it's stupid to have a gang of two, but every gang at one point only had two people in it. Oh, that's crazy. That, wow. Every, the Bloods at some point in time had two people yeah. saying, let's be a gang. Just like that time-traveling gang that robbed us a few weeks ago. Started <laughs> out as just us as kids. That's right. And then yeah. it's, it's a huge group of chil- mean children now. Hey, man, you want to join my gang? What's it called? Well, that's the great thing is... We, you, we can decide together. You and me, man. Who, We're who, a gang. Who else is in the gang? Well, so far it's just us, which means we get to decide the colors and the name and the rules. And the, the hands, the funnest part, the hands gang signs. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, what kind of, I don't know, drive-bys we're going to do? Who we hate, I guess. Who's the rival gang? Yeah. We've got to find two people we hate, and well, that's Breezango. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's the rival gang. Yeah. So, so Tyler Breeze, yes, he's an undercover master of disguise. <laughs> I love wrestling when it's like dumb like this. I do too. This is such a this was such Self-aware. a fun match. So he he was disguised as a janitor. Yes. With a big fake mustache and like a Halloween child's like bald cap. Right. So so basically a big rubber shower cap. Mhm. And so they they start the wrestling match. Uh Fandango comes out and wrestles one of the Usos. Then the, he tags in Tyler Breeze who in his janitor gear comes into the ring with the mop. Now and the, just starts mopping the ring. The Usos are very confused at this point because they're wondering, where is Tyler Breeze, our opponent? Why is the janitor mopping the ring? And the commentators are saying, who's this janitor? Yeah. Why did they let him in? Where is Tyler Breeze? Yeah. And so he's mopping the stage. And he starts doing... Who, what is this from? I'm trying to think of what it is. Where you're, you're, He uses the mop and, and like accidentally trips the guy. The guy's like kind of... Hurting himself, the Uso. It's some sort of like Charlie Chaplin yeah. meets uh, Jackie Chan thing. Yeah, it's kind of like some Buster Keaton gimmick where yeah. where he's mopping and then the the Jimmy Uso's running at him and then just yeah. trips over the broom yeah. himself. Yeah, and then he takes the broom, he breaks it in half, right? Yeah, and throws it out of the ring, and then just starts pumbling Tyler Breeze. Yeah, total pumblement. <laughs> he was pumbled to death, and then and then so he, so. Tyler's laid out on the mat. Jimmy, I can't remember which Uso it is. Yeah, they're twins. They're, so. they're twins. They're hard to tell apart. Yeah. One of them has the bling teeth. Yeah. He climbs up for what's called a high spot, where you climb up to the top rope in the corner, and you're going to jump into the ring and do a frog splash or some kind Just of maneuver. Kind of flip. Yeah. yeah. Very, very painful when you're laying down and someone jumps on you. Yeah. Fly- to you, not to the person jumping on you. Yeah. Flying elbow drop, something yeah. like that. And this is the most brilliant moment in wrestling. Tyler Breeze and Fandango cracked how to get out of the most impossible of situations in wrestling. You just roll away. Just, yeah. <laughs> just roll away to, f- to further than they can jump. <laughs> so Jimmy climbs up to the corner. Tyler starts rolling slowly the other way until yeah. he's out of reach. Then Jimmy gets down, goes the other side, climbs up. Tyler starts rolling slowly back the other way. I and I, dying, I almost wet my pants. I was yeah. laughing so hard. Yeah. And Breezing, or, uh, Fandango, Fandango is on the yeah. side of the ring, like cho- cho- doing like a roll <laughs> sign, like roll this way. Yeah. Now roll that like way. He's coaching. He's yeah. coaching him. Yeah. And then uh, eventually this janitor gets knocked out. Mm-hmm. Knocked out of the ring, Fandango has to take on the Usos himself. Suddenly, an old lady jumps up on the on the, the apron. This is the this is why, where it really brought the match to the next level because I thought that that was good enough. I was I was dying. I was yeah. not expecting the next part where some mysterious old woman yeah. climbs in, and the commentators again. I think uh, what, what's L, what, not LBJ. LBJ's commentator. What's his name? JBL. Yeah. Oh, God. Is that just reversed? Yeah. Is he like Bizarro LBJ? Whoa. 
He's the opposite of, uh, yeah, he, he kind of is the opposite of him, huh? He goes, who let this old woman in the, like, how is she in here? Security, yeah. get this old woman yeah. out into the crowd. Oh, we forgot the chants. So, so <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, at the first part, the crowd starts chanting, mop, 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 mop. <laughs> yeah. And then when the old lady comes up, the mysterious old lady, what do they start saying? Let's go, Grandma. Let's go, Grandma. Yeah, yeah. let's go, Grandma. <laughs> now, Fandango is very confused because he doesn't know who this old lady is either, even though it's his tag team partner. Mm-hmm. No one can do it, but Master of Disguise. Yeah. It is Tyler Breeze again. So he very reluctantly tags in the old lady. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. I haven't been this excited about WWE in a long time. I don't care about the main event scene. I only care about what Brizongo's doing. That's true. This was maybe the, se- the second match in of the pay-per-view. Yeah. And, and I, I was ready to go For home. For a lot of people, the, the bathroom break match. Yeah, and it, and it was the highlight of the whole, the whole pay-per-view. Yeah. I did the main event, though, I did love. That was, that was what when was that? Was that Jinder uh, Mahal? Oh, yeah, you love Jinder Mahal. Jinder Mahal is my, my man now. He's my, he's my favorite wrestler. And he's the Maharaja. Yeah, he, came, he, he was like a low card. They called a jobber, guys that never win. Right. Disappeared, came back about a year later. Really had spent his time away from the WWE uh, working <laughs> out and eating right. Yeah, that's it. Clean living. He has gained 100 <laughs> pounds of sheer muscle. He went from and a regular. And lost every ounce of fat on his entire body. Went from a regular, very fit man to lit, uh, a CGI. He looks like he's CGI. Yeah, he do, he looks like some kind of action figure man. Yeah, and uh, he speaks Punjab. Yeah, and became the champion. I, from what I understand, WWE just became available on television in India. It's just a coincidence. Yeah, it has so, nothing to do with him winning the championship. I'm yeah. just going to tell you now. Yeah, and uh, and he, though he's portrayed as a villain in American television, he is quite the hero in India. And what I was reading that the commentating in in India. It, portrays him as a hero right exactly that, that's yeah, really yeah. interesting but then i did read that editorial uh so he's sikh right that's mm-hmm. he's sikh from punjab so someone who is also a wrestling fan and a sikh and a punjab is like this is the greatest thing that's ever yeah. happened so that's cool and it was cool to get perspective in that point of view but yeah. I'm, I'm really excited because this you know randy orton is as the the champion is really kind of boring yeah <laughs> i was not really that excited and this really surprised a lot of people yeah People were kind of blown away on the internet the next day when I was reading yeah. about it, and it was kind of a surprise win. But congratulations to the Maharaja. And then what happened the next day was was it what was it called? The, just the Punjab. The, it was celebration? called the Punjabi celebration. Yeah, yeah. And that was great. It was really delightful. Very colorful. Lots of drums. And I was reading that it was very traditional. It was basically if you went to a Punjab wedding, it would be exactly like that. Yeah. Where they have dancers, they have a guy with playing a drum thing, which yeah. I don't. They had flowers and 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 like silk. Things wrapped around everything. It was. Yeah. Cool. I loved it. Yeah, it was cool. So, anyways, but yeah, go go if you have the the, the WWE Network, which you should. It's ten bucks a yeah. month. Ten bucks a month, and there's always a free trial going on. And you get you can get and there's at least two. <laughs> there used to be one pay per view a month. Now there's two. Yeah, you get twice as many as many. But um, watch the Tyler Breeze. Even if you can find it on YouTube, f- find I'm this. Sure, it's on YouTube. These Breezango match versus the Usos at Backlash. It will you will. You will thank us for it. So something I, I don't know if we've ever talked about on this show, too, um, and we haven't talked about recently, is Lucha Underground, mm-hmm. a couple of months ago, became available on Netflix the yeah. first two seasons. Mm-hmm. So I started watching that from scratch, and that is really it's great. It's insane. But they kind of a lot of things that the WWE does wrong, they do right. Mm-hmm. Like, they actually explain, like, what the moves are and why they hurt to, like, really make you believe it. But oh, it's also oh, more unbelievable. Some brutal stuff. How far into it are you? I only watched the first two. Oh, and also I'm not going to watch the whole thing because each season is like 
46 episodes. You should watch the finale of season one. No, it, I did watch that. We watched that here in the oh. Ferris wheel. Oh, that's right. It's, yeah. it, it's, that's not fake, man. There's broken glass, thumbtacks. Oh, yeah, that was gruesome. It got, yeah. a little, it got yeah. almost too much for me. Yeah, but I like that it's much more ridiculous, but they're treating it like it's real. Mm-hmm. And by ridiculous, I mean some, there, there's a wrestler who's an actual space dragon. Right. And there's a wrestler who transforms into a... Oh, like a rocket a ship. A rocket ship, yeah. Because right? <laughs> they're fighting in this ancient Aztec tradition mm-hmm. in some sort of mystical site in the warehouse district of Los Angeles. Right. You know, well, that's like big trouble. It's really, China. it's a lot like it's deliberately, it's, um, it's co-produced by Robert Rodriguez mm-hmm. He's a and, cool dude. Uh, and Mark Burnett, who c- produces survivor and amazing race and stuff. So it, it's like a reality show meets a Mexican soap opera. Yeah. And that's, it's really fun. It's on Netflix. Um, it's fun to check out. It, it looks to me like the ring is more, trampoline too. The ring seems more trampoline. It seems like yeah. it bounces more. Yeah. And so they do a lot of crazy flips in it. They do a yeah. l- much more luchador-style wrestling where they're doing, you know, you're watching them do the, all these jump and flips yeah. off the ropes and stuff. Yeah, there's, and great. there's a lot of, like, masked and caped, like, Nacho Libre-type wrestlers, mm-hmm. luchadors. Uh, really fun. Really colorful. Yeah, check, check it out. out. I love, yeah. love Lucha Underground's awesome. Yeah. There's only, only so many hours in the goddamn week, man. That, I, that I'm willing to devote uh, to yeah, it's just wrestling. To yeah. grown, grown, sweaty, oiled men attack, pretending to fight. If it's, you, yeah, it's if, a lot. You know, it's so a lot of investment. If you were only going to invest in WWE programming, you're looking at what? Three hours for Raw, two hours for SmackDown, and then two pay per views a month. Two pay per views a month, no plus every week. Two hundred five live and NXT. And now, and uh, also. They've started the U. Or has the UK one been folded? That's in. No, that's that's folded into Raw or something. Right? That was part of NXT, I think. Okay, but two hundred five. Oh, Live and NXT what, too. Like, yeah, two hundred five lives like an hour. I don't. NXT might be two hours every week, maybe just an hour. So you're. I think it's two hours. Yeah. So you're looking at three, five, six, seven, eight, maybe nine hours a week. And then if there's just pay- with no, just not counting a pay per view, this is just a pay per view. This is your weekly watching. Yeah. Then if you're counting a pay per view with the pre show, that's at least four hours. And then if it's one of the weekends where there's an NXT pay-per-view and a main pay-per-view, that's yeah. another three hours. Yeah. So potentially you could devote, what, 17, 18 hours yeah. to WWE? Could, it's basically like having a part-time job watching TV Man, I hope, for one thing. I hope nobody does that. Oh, there's nobody. There's thousands of people that do that. Yeah. There's people that, that watch eight hours of wrestling a day, I'm sure. And that they're the people I envy. Exactly. I'd love to quit my job and get out of this Ferris wheel and just watch wrestling and dry off my pants. <laughs> Yes, the working dryer. <laughs> and put some aloe vera on all my burned burn marks from the hot iron cart. Yeah. I keep going between cart and car. It's Ferris wheel car, right? You know, I think we're the, we get to make the rules on that. Until the supervisor comes in, mm-hmm. until Leon Ferris waltzes in here. Right. We'll call it whatever we want. So, yeah. Well, maybe we should jump on in. We haven't done this in a while. It's our highest rated segment. Go for it. Blow your speakers. So Blow Your Speakers is my attempt to become a heavy metal elitist one album at a time, one week at a time, one concert at a time. And it's been a while since I've talked about this. We've, We've been really busy. I haven't devoted as much time to new records, but I have seen a lot of bands live. Yeah. And who have I seen since we did this last? Paul Bearer. I saw Paul Bearer, a doom metal band, very good. And Gate Creeper, 
That's Another a good band. name. That's a Magic the Gathering name. Yes, they were also very good. But I don't want to talk about them. I want to talk I, about... Can I, can I also mention I went to a show. I saw Oakley Dokley. Oh, yeah. Which was a... Explain what that is. It's a, it's a metal band where everyone in the band dresses like Ned Flanders, and their lyrics are Ned Flanders' lines of dialogue. Oh, they are? I didn't know that yeah, part. Yeah, And then between songs, the, the singer's like... Oh, we are just tickle pink to be here. He's doing his Ned Flanders impression. Oh, wow. Just soft-spoken. And then their music is really hard, really... Thr- I really enjoyed it. Nice. It was maybe more of like a hardcore punk than a metal. Yeah. I guess. There weren't like Metal's pretty and, hard to play. Yeah, and metal's hard to define, too. So I don't know. That's true. I don't That's know what true. you're going to call it. They and called themselves metal. There's so many genres in yeah. metal. Yeah. And it's and many are pretty much punk. Yeah. But I did, on a, a more somber note, I, I want to talk about Chris Cornell... And Soundgarden. Yeah, that was a few weeks ago. We were going to mention it, and then... It just didn't feel... It, it, it doesn't it's feel like, right to talk about it. Yeah, every week, it's like, at the end of the episode, I was like, oh, let's talk about Chris Cornell, but it's such a fucking bummer. Yeah. And so, if you don't know, he was singer of Soundgarden and solo work. He, he committed suicide. It's it, it upset me way more than I thought it would, because I'm not particularly a huge Soundgarden fan. Right. But I've always liked him. Yeah, Totally. And so I don't know if it just it's just a reminder of everybody's inevitable mortality, why that's such a gut punch. Like, you're getting older, and the people that you grew up with are, are starting to leave this mortal coil. Well, that and just seeing someone successful who's living what you think is a dream life. Yeah. To if find you, out that they're <laughs> obviously not if you, happy. If you're famous, good-looking a millionaire, and have a fun job, and you want to kill yourself, yeah. that doesn't bode well for me. Yeah, it's just... It really, it's really doesn't bode well. Yeah, it's, it's, really, it's really upsetting. It is. So it's a very yeah. sad thing. I, I listened to a bunch of Soundgarden. They're a lot better than I remembered even. I've really enjoyed their records. But rest in peace to him. What I really want to talk about is the band that was opening for him on the tour they were on currently. Well, not now, not currently, but yeah. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, a band I want to talk about anyway that played sound, open for Soundgarden that night, the night he killed himself, and they're called Dillinger Escape Plan. This is a band that is considered math metal or math core. Mm, interesting. So I've talked about uh, I've talked about these different genres. This one is characterized by very technical playing, and not in the sense thrash metal is very technical, but this is technical in weird weird guitar scales and I don't know enough yeah. about guitar to really know what that means but it sounds weird it sounds like they're playing minor notes and stuff really fast and so when you say technical um, just to clarify what that means it's like they actually have studied music yeah these are guys like that can on a, probably on a scholarly type level most likely yeah these are guys that can probably write a symphony like yeah. they they know they know like you, you look at Kurt Cobain and all he did, he got a not all he did. That's that's diminishing what he did. He was yeah. a great musician and great artist. Yeah. But he got a guitar, learned a few power chords, got some distortion pedals, yeah. and went to town. Yeah. These are guys that have studied music theory and, and different types of uh, and and know their instrument inside and out, know every yeah. scale, know harmonics and all these things that I barely understand. And then they can, and then that's why they can make weird music because they subvert your expectations. Like right. I, I'll listen to bands that are categorized as like math rock, not metal, right. mm-hmm. but it's like there's some th- this rhythm is weird. These notes and that's the other part of it. Together, the the time yeah. the, the the timing is strange too. It's not yeah. like four four three four. It's like nine thirteen times. So yeah. so it almost these guys almost sound like if you took Faith No More, and then 
mix them kind of with Aphex Twin, like weird kind of like start and stop fast beats and, and sounds, mm-hmm. and then gave the band PCP. So they're really fast, <laughs> yeah. really chaotic, really aggressive, but they also have super kind of uh, melodic parts and catchy parts. And they also are very experimental, which is I love in any kind of type of music. People that don't like, there's so many bands that are like, we're a punk band and we play this, you know, or we, we're, we're a metal band and play this. These guys are willing to add weird keyboard parts. They play jazz things. Like they'll do, they'll incorporate all types of, of different music styles into their music and make it work because they they know so much about about music yeah yeah which is like it's like when you get to that point you really it is really like you're studying math it really becomes like algebra or something yeah because it's 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 next level stuff these guys took me kind of a while to get into because they're so chaotic and so confusing to what you expect from from just a metal band or a punk band that it just is it's i don't know it just takes a minute to get into but once you get into them, I worship them. They're, they're so good. And the record that I, that I want to recommend is not their most re- recent one, which is really good, but it's called One of Us is the Killer. And it's just from beginning to end, just an incredible record. Very, there's very fast stuff, but there's also very melodic, very catchy stuff and almost kind of sentimental and moody, sad stuff. Hmm. Is there anything you could compare it to? God, they they do when they're not being crazy and fast. They sound a lot like Faith No More. So if you kind of like that band, um, besides, the, but when they're being fast, they sound like a computer self destructing or something. <laughs> cool. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Just just you know, go on YouTube, check out Dillinger Escape Plan. I'll, I'll put a link on our Facebook. Yeah. Very good, and they. It was, I was following, I follow them on Instagram. So when Chris Cornell died, they were like, they had oh, seen yeah. him two hours earlier. Yeah. It like blew their mind. They wrote wow. a big heartfelt thing about Chris, how, how, what, what a wonderful person he was and how their absolute disbelief and sadness. You know, I want to get serious here for a minute, actually, because we, we just recently talked about Hook, of course, starring Robin Williams. We spent again um, off air. We talked about do we discuss Robin Williams? Yeah, and, and so we kind of want to talk about how we don't like to talk about that kind of stuff. Um, in fact, someone even wrote to us. You know, obviously we did um, a whole series of episodes about Michael Jackson, and someone wrote with some questions that I just didn't want to even address on air. Right. I think anytime we're going to talk about art, if you're wondering at home, we just really want to stick to what's on the screen and what's on the radio, mm-hmm. and not get into. Not that we're not taking it seriously or dismissing these things, but like that's just where we have decided to draw the line. We're not the show to talk about uh, what you know Robin Williams was going through, and we're right. not the show to talk about Michael Jackson's behind the scenes stuff. And that's not that we're trying to deny it or anything. That's just not us. At yeah. All. The, the the whole point of this show is to just bring joy and happiness into your life. Yeah. And and that's just yeah. It's not because we're. We're not, yeah. We're too dumb to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, we're, we're not too dumb to talk about it. We're not denying it. It's just like, we made come a conscious on. choice. This is a fun show. We want to have fun. Yeah, and we're not going to address anything. Um, and on that note, I was just reading about Oakley Doakley. They classify themselves as nettle. Oh, that's, which, wonder- uh, that's wonderful. Which is not as fast as Bartcore and a little cleaner <laughs> than Krusty Punk. So, <laughs> oh, that's so good. So that's nettle. the official. They're nettle, yeah. Death to false nettle. Yeah. I really like that. I wish I would have gone to that. I almost did. Yeah, it was really fun. Uh, 
I ran into I ran into this uh, like janitor there, and he was talking to me about like old times. I was like, I don't even know who you are. You know, and, mop, he's, and he's mop, like, yeah, mop, mop. And he's like, no, I, how's the new podcast going? Remember from Pizza Party and Fight for Comics? And I was like, janitor, what are you talking about? <laughs> anyway, uh, so there's some, there's, there was some kind of familiar twinkle in his eye. But Interesting. Yeah, I don't know who that was. Seemed to know both of us really well for for whatever. Must be a fan of the show, I guess. It's fame. That's fame for you. Yeah. When you have literally dozens of people listening to you, the word yeah. gets around. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, it's time to conclude a segment that has spanned two podcasts and a year and a half, a very irregular segment, the Degrassi Junior High Minute. Wherein I discuss Degrassi Junior High several minutes at a time, episode by episode. It's not a good title. It. No, it's a great title. It's just not an accurate title. Well, this music will help. Degrassi Junior High, a public television show produced in Ontario, Canada in the 80s. It aired from uh, 87 to 89, was followed up by Degrassi High, and many years later was followed up by Degrassi, The Next Generation, which gave us Aubrey Drake, the musical artist, and, that you know and love. And Nina Dobrev of Triple X, Return of Xander Cage, among other things. And maybe even other famous people that'll pop up later. Probably I don't a bunch. Know. I'm just going to say Ryan Reynolds. Who knows? Could be. Could, be. Could absolutely be Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> um, so I, I started watching the show on the suggestion of a listener who just said, you should watch Degrassi Junior High. And I was like... All right. You're like, I am only watching nine hours of wrestling a week. Yeah. So I could throw something on there. I could there. throw in a Canadian show from the 80s for kids. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you haven't heard me talk about it, it's a really amazing show. Um, I mean, the, the, it's got that cheesy 80s vibe. The actors aren't great because they're kids. Mm-hmm. But it takes on, um, like we were just saying, how we don't like to take on big issues. This, yeah. every episode, a, a Canadian kids show has the nerve to do what we, yeah. we don't. Yeah. Take they will, on tough subjects. They will take on really tough subjects. I mean, every episode's a very special episode. I mean, yeah. everything from two teenagers trying to get their hands on a porno tape mm-hmm. to racism to, uh, you know, alcoholism, drug abuse, D- child divorce, abuse, divorce, yeah. um, dead parents. It gets heavy. Super heavy. Um, but it has this kind of weird light tone that I just love. It's very surreal. But So I'm at the point I've reviewed every episode on either this or our former show, Pizza Party Podcast, and I have now have two left to close out the series, Degrassi Junior High. Nice. So we're going to start with Season 3, Episode 15, which is called Pa-R-T. It's P-A-A-R-T-Y. Hmm. Now, Wait, um, spell that again. P-A-T... No, P-A-A-R-T-Y. So it's pa- like pa arty, pa Yeah, we're gonna pa arty. I'm I'm excited to see what if this is a pun or just a fun play on words. No, just it's just like it's just fun. Yeah, just party, party. So, okay, like nice. Um, so someone named Alexa is having a party. Everyone's all excited for it. Um, this girl Lucy, who we've seen all this time, suddenly has a boyfriend named Clutch. <laughs> Clutch is a, a bad boy. He's got this like. Poor Canadian 80s man's Tim Riggins vibe going on. He's got very baggy pants. Clutch. Wears a blue parka. It's nice. Longish hair. Calls himself Clutch. So There's probably not a worse look in the world than, than 80s Canadian teenage rebel. No. No, that's, there's that might, not. That might be the pinnacle, right? That's kind of the pinnacle. I haven't I'm seen sorry. What, I haven't seen what this guy looks like, but I'm imagining something pretty, pretty great. Yeah, it's no, it's not a good look um, for old Clutch. 
So we start out Lucy and Clutch are talking. I swear I've never seen Clutch before, but I don't know. But she's complaining about how drunk he got the last week. Oh, wow. Um, and he's like, but Lucy's parents are out of town. So he's like, well, I'll come over tonight. We can make out. And she's like, well, okay, yeah, come over. And then as he's leaving, he goes, I'll bring some beer skis, too. Uh-oh. And she's like, no, no beer skis. And throughout the episode. Do they call him beer skis? Yeah, he called him beer skis. <laughs> nice. Throughout the episode is complaining to her friends about just what a bad drunk he is. He just turns into an animal. We all know or are people like that, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, so Alex is having this party, and um, so Lucy, with the advice of her friends, decides, I'm going to tell Clutch that the party was canceled so I don't mm. have to go with him. Um, so she tells him it's canceled, and he's like, well, your parents are out of town. Let's just hang out ourselves. She's like, no, I'm going to study. It's almost the end of the year. Uh, meanwhile, our, our hero, Joey Jeremiah, who's the wheeler dealer, mm-hmm. he's got heart. He has obtained a fake ID of the name John Bertram. <laughs> now, this is junior high. This is a 14 or 15-year-old, <laughs> and the ID says he's 21. Oh, Dr. Bertram. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that type of thing. Yeah. And he's, all, I mean, he's even shorter than everyone else in the show. Like, there's no possible way he can pass it doesn't. Uh, that's in uh, Superbad. Doesn't um, this episode is exactly super bad? Is it? Yeah, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's the McLovin. McLovin looks like he's a little kid. Yeah, <laughs> isn't he a doctor in that? In, <laughs> yeah, on his I think ID, so, yeah. It was either that or Muhammad, <laughs> or so, yeah, something yeah. like that. Um, no, that's what he says. They're like McLovin, and he goes, "Well, is either that or Muhammad?" I'm like, what do you mean, Muhammad? And he's like, "Well, it's the most common name in the world." <laughs> um, now, so Snake, I've talked about Snake before, who overnight between episodes, like. Grew to be six feet tall, yeah, and super gangly. So they're complaining that puberty is a, a, a wild mistress. It is. It's a, just hold on tight. It's quite an, It's like turning into the thing. So they're pointing out that Joey Jeremiah can't pass for twenty-one, but Snake can pass for twenty-one. And I'm thinking Snake can actually pass for forty. <laughs> he does not look like a guy whose name would be Snake. The monster man. Yeah. And you, when you hear Snake, like you had seen him, you hadn't ever watched the show, but you hear me talking about Snake, and you're picturing a teenage rebel, yeah, not I, a forty year old man. That's true. <coughs> Isn't Snake the name of the the criminal on The Simpsons? Yeah. Going back to to Nettle, yeah, Snake. Isn't that Snake? They yeah. got the pompadour. Yeah, nice. Bye, losers. <laughs> so they agree. Snake can pass for twenty one. So we cut to the parking lot of the beer store, as mm-hmm. it's called, and they're dressing Snake up like McGruff. <laughs> He's got a trench coat on? He's got a trench coat on and a tie and a bucket hat. <laughs> maybe that's not, maybe that's in Canada, that's not, not McGruff. Maybe that's a look. Yeah, that could just be a look for grownups. Right. So he, he walks into the beer store and he, he doesn't know what kind of beer, he doesn't even know that, what kind of beers there are. Yeah, I'll have the beers. Yeah, so he says that. He wants a two for a beer. And I guess this is a, the kind of beer store you order it from a dude. Mm-hmm. So he walks up and he's like, oh, hey, two for of beer, please. Well, I'll just need to see your ID. And then the classic, ID? Oh, yes, of course. <laughs> so it's been so long since anyone's asked me for that. I guess, I guess the freckles make it appear that I might be under 21. That might be a bigger tell to, to someone that works at a liquor store than yeah. actually the, the fake ID itself. Yeah. Just Because, I mean, when people ask you for an ID, I don't even say anything usually. You know, no. It's like, oh, okay, here. I just walk up and hand it of to Of course, yeah. since I am of age and old yes. enough to buy alcohol as an adult. Yes. <laughs> oh, no one's asked me for my ID in 10 years you since I was 27. <laughs> oh, God bless you. I guess that moisturizer's working. Right. Obviously, it fails. So they're going to hang out in the parking lot and ask grown-ups to buy them beer. Classic plan B. Yeah. Now everyone says no. They've been there for hours. It's now nighttime. They're missing the party. 
Oh, no. Oh, I kind of missed a big point is that Alexa's party was canceled, and Lucy, since her parents were out of town, agreed to throw the party at her place. That's very important. So the party is relocated to Lucy's. Okay. So finally this car comes and up. And this is the girl who's, who's dating the girl Clutch? who's dating Clutch. Okay. So these dudes are like, okay, fine. We're just going to we'll ask one. The next car, we'll ask them to buy us beer. If it doesn't work, we'll go to the party. God, Get, this is super bad. Guess who pulls up? Uh, Clutch. Clutch. Oh, no. Clutch oh, agree- yes. Yeah, Clutch agrees to buy them beer because he has a fake ID, too. He's only 16, well. but he has a real fake ID. So he comes out with a case of beer and starts putting some in his own pockets. And they're like, what's that? And he goes, it's tax. I wasn't going to do this for free. <laughs> Fair they, enough, and actually. Saying, and they're saying, well, these beers aren't for us. We're going to a party at Lucy's. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> Uh-oh. So the dudes are, are trying to get a buzz on on their way to Lucy's. Uh, it's Wheels, whose parents were killed by drunk drivers. Wow, that's kind of a conflicted sort of thing. Well, he, d- he turned down the beer. And they kept oh, he saying, did. They kept saying, come on, just have one. It's fun. Yeah, they're saying, it's fun, <laughs> come have one. And he goes... Both your parents die. Yeah, and that's what he says. He goes, guys, my parents were killed by a drunk driver. And they're like, oh, yeah. That's pretty cool, because on a lot yeah. of TV shows, they don't... Like, that's, that's serial storytelling. Yeah. Like, on a lot of old Star Trek, things that happen, they never reference again. Yeah. So the fact that he actually said my parents were killed by drunk drivers shows a kind of a cool continuity, which yeah. is... Ahead of its time. Yeah, like a kid's show in the 80s isn't going to have continuity. Yeah, even, even... Even like the Cosby show didn't have continuity. Yeah. Cheers had a little bit. Yeah, t- here and there. And then ne- yeah. Star Trek Next Generation started right about yeah. the mid-80s, and it, yeah. it did a bit. Yeah. But even that, they forget yeah. sh- stuff immediately. Yeah. Um, so the cops show up, and, and so the, these guys don't ever make it to the party. Uh, Clutch is going to go to the party, pulls the classic, I'm fine to drive, even though he's wasted. How many many beers did he drink? Oh, four. Four. (laughs) That actually might get a a teenager wasted. A teenager? Yeah. 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 Um, So uh, Lucy finds out her parents are coming home, which always stresses me out. I hate that in movies and TV shows when there's a party and the parents are on their way. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's the whole point, though. uh, Risky business. Yeah. The gate. Um, So so they clean everything up. They hustle out the back door, but then... There's a pizza on the record player? (laughs) <laughs> no fucking <laughs> then fucking clutch shows up nice and hammered he, yeah he's hammered he's starting to get all handsy with her to make out gets and then, a, gets and the parents a, haven't come in yet they're not here yet clutch gets a knee to the balls for his trouble oh and his buddy hustles him out he's the back uh, door what's the capital of thailand yeah bam bam is that, is that a thing bangkok oh <laughs> oh i like that i can't wait to use that next time i next time next you get hit in the nuts <laughs> or hit someone in the nuts yeah, i guess yeah which isn't as often as you would think as an adult. I hit myself a lot. There you go. Then yeah. you can say it to yourself. Yeah. Not because I'm mad at myself. It's just that I'm just a spaz. Right. I right. want people to think out at the podcast ends. I'm like, <laughs> you should have been funnier. You dummy. Punching Bangkok. yourself. Banging yourself in the cock. You don't, you don't know how grenades work at all. Yeah. Yeah, that. Um. So anyway, that's that's where we end, and we're now at episode sixteen. Bye bye, junior high. We're Wait, did the parents come in? Parents came in. Everything was fine. Oh, rare episode with actually a happy ending. Oh, okay, yeah. I was gonna say I thought it would. Their parents come in and call their daughter a whore, and then it would like fade out. Yeah, and that's, weird music. No, it's, and then it plays the peppy music. That's what oh, that's right. Da, 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 da. Yeah, it happens every episode, and and it, boy, does it ever happen on episode sixteen. Uh oh, bye bye, junior high. So at the the graduation dance, we're checking in on all the characters. It's the last day of school. There's the graduation dance. Joey, Joey wants to go with Caitlin. They've been an on and off item for reasons beyond his control. Joey keeps accidentally standing her up. 
She's mad at him now for standing her up at Lucy's party. And he's like, but I got arrested by the cops for having beer. That's, that's often used as like a cry wolf thing where they'll stand yeah. him up once yeah. on purpose. And then it's, and then when, from then on out, it's by accident. Yeah. I don't know if that's the situation here, but that's always, that's a painful thing to watch. Well, it happens to me all the time where I'm just like habitually late for stuff. Right. But then occasionally I have a, like, I'm sorry I'm late. Uh, my car wouldn't start. My cat, right. th- my cat threw up on my car and I had a nosebleed and everyone's like, yeah, It's right. a boy that cried wolf, man. Yeah. It's the yeah. boy that b- Bangkok. So he has a deal with his parents. He, um, if he gets all A's and B's. Now, he was held back. He's repeating the eighth grade. If he gets all A's and B's, he can go to the dance. That's like a scarlet letter as a kid. Yeah. That's like, if you have that, you, like, everyone makes fun of you. I only knew t- three kids. No, I knew, I knew two kids who got held back in kindergarten. Even that you're branded an idiot, you know? Yeah. And it's just it's a scarlet letter that's undeserved. Yeah. No, there was a 16-year-old in my seventh grade class. <laughs> what? Yeah, he'd been he had some problems. Wow. Now at that point, why they don't send him to a better school? Like I, like fool me once, held held hold yeah. the kid back once. When it happens three shame or four times, like yeah. maybe the education system is failing him at this point. Definitely, it's like it's shame on me as a as the principal. Yeah. Like you're you're, not, you're definitely not doing something right. Yeah. Um. So throughout, so we're checking in. The kids worry about their grades. They're taking tests throughout the day. The fire alarm keeps going off accidentally. It's just a drill. God, I forgot about that. That used to happen in the last yeah. day of school. Yeah, back in the day, fire alarms going off. Um, the maintenance crew comes by with a dolly full of barrels of flammable liquid for some reason. <laughs> like it's, like it's double dragon, where when you kick the red <laughs> barrels, they explode. <laughs> Like, literally, they walk by, and they have a dolly with two metal barrels that say flammable. Like, they've confiscated this from a kid? I have no idea. Someone's going to burn the school down? And they say, like, oh, good news. We got the boiler working. It's been broken since December. The problem was it was filled with gasoline instead of water. Yeah. Now, uh, and again, everyone's grown up. Wheels, whose parents were killed by drunk drivers, really starting to look like uh, David Koresh, if you remember the cult leader from the early 90s. It looks a, a lot like him. Or maybe maybe a little bit Mark David Chapman, the guy that killed John Lennon. Yeah, okay. Kind of some, some combination between those two. Um, Snake is somehow even bigger than last time. Joey's looking like a young adult. <laughs> they give him the super soldier serum. This yeah. is like a Captain America situation. Yeah. Um, so Joey gets a C in French, but he gets two A's and B's. The highest He's never gotten an A in his whole life. Nice. So he, he was excited because he got flowers for Caitlin, but now he thinks he can't go to the dance. Goes home to his mom, and she's like, look, we just made this deal not to punish you, but to encourage you, and we're happy you got age. You can go to the dance. Oh. Yeah, it's nice. Um, let's check in with Spike, the uh, girl that had the baby that has the crazy hair. She got really bad grades and is not going to join the academic track, and I don't know what this means. It's Canadian slang. Canadian slang, yeah. So um, what she has to do in the summer is take correspondence courses to make up for it in order to get on the academic track, which will allow her to get into college. I guess it's like... In high school, you get on the going to college track or the furnace repairman track. I don't know. <laughs> that was the impression I got from it. I just had to take some kind of test, I think, to get into college. I can't even remember. I really don't remember. I just showed up the first day. I know. Maybe that's what I did, too. Yeah. And they just, I just went. To, maybe I don't even have a degree, actually. Who knows? They never charged me, which I thought you, was strange. No. Did you walk with a gown and a cap? Yeah, but I mean, it was it was just it was one of those things where I was walking out an exit to a class, and suddenly I'm in line, and you know what I mean? Oh, the, oh yeah, one yeah. Of those things, and then I'm just swept away in the in the line. And someone's like, "You look like a fool. Put this on." Yeah, someone yeah. handed me a gown and a cap, and then yeah. I, suddenly I'm on stage. Write and, your name down on this card. How to pronounce it? Yeah, yeah. 
And then they gave me a diploma, and I have it, and I've... Does it have your name on it? Yeah, well, they asked for my name, and then they took that card, and then they mailed me the diploma a few weeks later. Okay. And then my entire life's based around that. What was your GPA? Did you have a GPA? What does that mean? We're going to have to talk about there. Is that like ESP? Yeah, it's like like MSP. Like MSP? Yeah. GPA? Yeah. No, I cannot see the future. (laughs) Stands for go potato away. It's an old, you know, it's a, it's a, uh, mis- you know how Latin. Smogville saying. Yeah. <laughs> go potato away. The great, well, we had the opposite of a potato famine. Remember that? The potato mm-hmm. abundance. Yeah. The potato abundance and they is a just, nightmare. We could not, it's sick of potatoes. Everyone's eating great. Everyone's carb loading. Yeah. The, the St. Patrick's Day myth is a bit different in Smogville. Mm-hmm. He rid Smogville of potatoes with the phrase, go potato away. Go potato away. Yeah. And they still say it to this day. Oh, yeah. Go potato away. So, to yeah. You. So I had, I had, I guess I got rid of, I don't know how many potatoes I got rid of. Four, maybe? Three? Okay, 3.5 potatoes? Mech in college, I could pack away some potatoes. I tell you what. When, I, when my metabolism was better, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I'd, I'd pull up to the... Everyone's metabolism was better before the great potato abundance. Yeah. You have those cards that you swipe and, and your parents put credit on it, and I'd say, four baked potatoes, please. Load, load them up. Oh, so you had a 4.0 GPA. I did. I had a 4.0 GPA. That's how many you could Every put away. Day. Every day I had a 4.0 GPA. <laughs> my parents were so proud of me. I hope me. this is true. Did you really eat four potatoes a day? <laughs> no. I was like, I hope this is true. Four potatoes a day. Four big potatoes. <laughs> a four point GPA. Nice. Every day between yeah, between uh, <laughs> between humanities and and, and <laughs> you just you know what I feel like. You know what I feel like, and your friends are like, oh, we know. Four potatoes. Four potatoes. <laughs> no, we'd all sit together. We'd drink Mountain Dew. We'd just be like running down the hallway, like kicking a ball around. That's impressive. That's just as impressive as good grades, in my opinion, because I rarely can finish a full potato. So if you can put away four, you deserve that 4.0 GPA. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm proud. My family's proud. I was the first person in my family to achieve a 4.0 GPA. (laughs) But my family is Irish, so that makes sense because they didn't have the abundance of potatoes. They didn't have as much practice because of the famine. Yeah. It was rough. So So Spike's refusing to to even work on her GPA. Mm-hmm. She uh, says she's dropping out of school. She wishes she'd never had this stupid baby. Whoa. It's rough. It's rough. Earmuffs. Yeah. Hope that baby didn't hear that. No. Baby's right there. How many mothers actually think and say that, though? Mainly think it. 100%. Yeah. It's I wish I didn't have this stupid at, baby. At one point, 100% have to have thought that, right? 100%. And it could have been as small as, like, I want to go get a pizza but I, but and there's no delivery for, for some reason. Yeah, and yeah. I can't. Yeah, I wish I would have never had this stupid baby. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Life, life is true. Life is hard for everybody. That makes me grateful that I don't have uh, MSP because I don't want to hear people thinking every mother thinking I don't. I like. Yeah. I wish I could get rid of this stupid baby. Yeah, that'd be too hard to deal with. So, uh, so we're at the dance. Joey maybe, gets to go maybe, to the dance. G- what is it? GPA. Oh, I thought it was GPA. G- I was going to say GBA, the great baby away, but never mind. Yeah. B, a B is like half, a, or a B is a full P. Like a P is a half a B, you know? If you think about it. Oh, oh, yeah. No, just the letter P is yeah. like you're making a B and you stopped halfway because you're eating a potato. It's like a, if you put, took a P and a lowercase d and merged them together. Mm-hmm. A ba- no way. A backwards a lo- lowercase no way. d, which no I way. call a B. No way. A, a, yeah, a backwards lowercase d. You take a you take a P and slide it up a little bit, and then <laughs> on add, top of a lowercase b, and on you've top got of a, a backwards lowercase d, <laughs> you get a B. You get a B. Yeah, baby away, baby away. 
Uh, so the dorky teacher, Mr. Radich, is DJing, which is nice. Um, the kid that looks like a little Art Garfunkel <laughs> is disco dancing. I love that kid. I love how much he actually looks like Art Garfunkel. It's mind-bending. Yeah, he's doing like the staying alive, like finger pointing oh, thing. Oh, cool. Um, Arthur, the rich kid, is asked to the dance by Kathleen, the woman, the like just super harsh, nobody likes, tattletale, goody two-shoes, who... In, struggles with a drunk mother and an eating disorder, so she's got her own struggles too. Right. So Arthur says, "Did you only ask me to go to this dance because my mom's rich?" And she says, "No, I only asked you because you're a boy." <laughs> so she just needed someone to go with, and Arthur, the rich boy, the rich pudgy little. Lad, That's actually more boy. insulting. Way more insulting. Yeah. <laughs> he wasn't even. It didn't even matter who it was. Yeah. As long as it was a boy. Yeah. Um, as this dance is going on, there's these little kids playing tag, which just underscores how fucked up junior high is. Yeah. But you've got, like, guys with beards in ninth grade and then children haven't hit puberty yet in seventh grade and you're throwing them all together into this Lord of the Flies. I did. Oh, man, I'm so grateful that I'm, no, I'm so far away from being a teenager. Yeah. I remember in seventh grade, my, my best friend had the hairiest armpits. <laughs> yeah. and, I, and I wouldn't wear tank tops because it was, it was just like a baby's bottom, yeah. not a hair. Oh, and yeah. I was like, oh, where, where's all my armpit hair? My gym class, my first period class. And then I became like, careful what you wish for. <laughs> yeah. And I've got more than enough. Yeah, now you look like Tom Selleck. Right. Like you look like Tom Selleck's face. <laughs> so my, first cl- my first class, first period of my first year of junior high was gym class. Mm-hmm. And it was seventh, eighth, and ninth graders. So there's a bunch You're of. You're mixing 12 year olds with 16 year olds practically. Literally, there's a guy who's six foot four with a beard and smoking cigarettes between classes. And then these kids who are just little innocent kids. Little Art Garfunkels. Little Art Garfunkels. <laughs> um, so these two kids are playing tag and like kind of bugging everybody. Um, everyone reunites. Kate, Caitlin shows up. Joey gives her flowers. They, they hug. So they're a romantic item they've made up. Uh, Spike is there and goes up to the teacher and says, I've decided to do the correspondence courses. Shane comes in with a walker. Shane is the one who did acid and jumped off a bridge. Yeah, that was an intense one. He comes, and, I, and almost yeah. got molested, right? No, that was Wheels who got molested. The same almost episode, though, right? <laughs> the same episode. Okay. Um, so Shane comes in with a walker, and everyone's like saying, hey, Shane, and he's just zonked out. He can't even hear him. Very sad. Um, fire drill keeps going off. The kids are playing tag in the hallways. Fire drill goes off. They notice that there's a funny smell. Uh-oh. And they notice there's smoke coming out from under the door right next to the double dragon barrels. <laughs> oh, wow. Really? And they're going, is there a fire? Are so they going in this direction? Should someone help us? They open the door to a raging inferno. Whoa. So they run back into the dance floor and tell everyone. Everyone's like, shut up, you stupid kids. No one believes you. Leave us alone. It's just a drill. They finally get the attention of the teacher and say, turn the music down, DJ teacher Radich. Uh-huh. And he turns the music down, and they hear it going off. But it's been going off like drills all day. And they're like, okay, fine. Well, everybody, everybody make your way calmly to the exits. Then there's a massive explosion. <laughs> everybody starts screaming and running outside like you do. Right. Um, they're outside, and they look back at the school, and there are fl- the windows are exploding out. There's flames coming out of Holy every window. Holy shit. Where's Joey? Now everyone's panicking because where's Joey? Uh, no, Joey, then Joey shows up and he's uh, like, oh, don't worry, here I am. They embrace again. God, this is like Game of Thrones finale. Yeah, yeah. This is like with the wildfire. It's exactly the credits roll. As we with watch. happy music? No, no music. Just the building burning down and the kids being like, where's the fire trucks? Those are our classrooms. Oh, man. Our classrooms are burning down. And then finally, like, freeze frame on the end and you hear the sound of a fire engine and a guy going like, get the hoses out. Wow. And that's the end of this show. 
Wow. Yeah. I, that is so awesome. Yeah. God, Degrassi never lets you down, does it? It's amazing. It's the best That's thing. That's incredible. And for those at home, they're all on YouTube, but really, shell out the money. The DVDs can't be that expensive. Yeah. The ones on YouTube are so blurry that it's like watching an 8-bit. It's like watching underwater. Yeah. It's watching like, through an aquarium. Yeah, exactly. Because they're just loaded off. I don't know what the deal is. They're not good resolution. But I think you can rent them on iTunes as well. Because one of our listeners, Kevin, uh, got into the show. Oh, A lot good. of our listeners got into the show because of me talking about it and then are now all the way through Next Generation. Oh, good on I, them. I, I did a bad job keeping up with this minute. but oh, They're not watching 15 hours of wrestling a week. Exactly. Exactly. So there. So cut us some slack. Yeah. Wow, that was a what a ride, what a rush. What a ride, what a rush. Um, whether or not I do Degrassi High, we'll see. Yeah. It all depends on our energy. Yeah, we'll see. I'd love to check in. Maybe once every fifth episode, I'll do three or four or something. I don't know. Who knows? All right. Who knows? But, um, you know, thanks. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Worldchampionpodcast at gmail.com. Tell us whatever you want. Right. We may or may not read it on the air. Um but we will maybe respond eventually, as I think to the unresponded to emails going back several months. That's fine. It's there, fine. You're not in a rush. We're not in a rush. We're not in a rush. This is um, fun. Um, you know, tell your friends to listen. Rate, review us, iTunes. We're on Facebook, Instagram. Just use your search. Uh, sorry, I'm just. Is that what, what is that? Is what's that, a fire what's drill? that noise? It sounds like a fire drill. I don't know what that is. It's like. Do you, do you hear that loud metal creaking? Like it's, it sounds like something's about to break. No, I hear it, but I mean, sounds close. I, I'm just happy because the water seems to be draining out. Right. Because we're sideways. Oh, oh my god! Oh my we're god! Sideways. What's happening? Quick! <laughs> quick! Grab the inflatable raft and throw it onto <laughs> the ground so we have something soft to land on. Start blowing it up! The Ferris wheel is collapsing! Hurry! Everything collapses! Tugboat, save us! World Champion Podcast will return with Season 3 later this summer. Meanwhile, enjoy weekly B-sides, outtakes, and greatest hits compilations. We'll be back in a few weeks. Thank you for listening. <laughs>